Hey everyone, this is Tony T. Neto from Rockstar Podcast, and I wanted to briefly introduce episode 010. As I sit in the studio editing and mastering, yes, by myself, because after the guys leave, that's my job. We were fortunate enough to spend an hour speaking with Gary Vaynerchuk and discuss business, social media, current trends, client relationships. I mean, so much stuff went on, and and he's so rapid fire. He's one of the most down-to-earth and real business people you could possibly meet. So I consider this audio gold for business people, myself included. We personally hope that it inspires you and maybe pushes you in the right direction. A quick thanks to special guest host Jason Janai from Sound Connection Entertainment for joining us. He's been a guest on the show before. He brings a lot of business know-how and savvy to the table and an interesting perspective, and we wanted to thank him for joining us. So on behalf of Lorenzo, Mariano, and myself, we would like to thank you for getting us to episode 010. And without any further delay... Pay attention. Hello, and welcome to the New York Giants football podcast. Here we are with Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary, your thoughts on the New York Giants? Uh, I'm down on it. Sell. So. Okay. So. I just wanted to test. I just wanted to test it. That's cool. Hello, and welcome to Rockstar Podcast, episode zero one zero one zero. That's wow. right. Incredible. Number Double 10. digits. Congratulations. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank, Thank you. you. Wait, who was that? Was that sarcastic? <laughs> that, I don't know where we are either. Where are we? We're, we're somewhere in Morristown. Or Springfield. Springfield. Or somewhere. Springfield. <laughs> Mariano, how are you? Um, I'm awesome right now. I'm feeling... I'm feeling like it's a great day outside. It's a beautiful day to be alive. Thank you. This is awkward because I'm sitting instead of standing. Uh-huh. And you're, and you're not wearing <laughs> and, corduroys. And, you're, you're and you are wearing pants. Right. <laughs> yes. It's great. I tend to drop my pants once in a while during these podcasts. I don't think I will today. I don't think you should admit it. Admit it. No. No, I no. think the fans like that more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Then considering I'm podcast sitting, it is. I'm sitting next to a special guest. Right uh, now, he, and who, he told me I could right, drop the Who pants. right now is going, what the f- <laughs> It takes a lot more to face me than that. <laughs> Tony, how are you? Very well, thank you. But we can get on with it. Yeah, well, That's we good. have a quick sponsor. We should just drop quick. Uh, Steve Mittman, MittmanEntertainment.com. Yes, thank you, Steve. Yes, we appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, we'll put show notes in there. We're, we're, we're not rushed, but we feel... I don't know. We're not. I think I'm not drunk. That's the problem. <laughs> That's, I didn't have my be. drink. Uh, we have a special co-host, Jason Janai from Sound Connection. Jason, want to say hello? What up? <laughs> wow, so DJ of you. Yes. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Right. Take. I'm, and, I'm um, just the audio guy. Thank wait, you. we have somebody else. Yes. He you you actually don't live here this week. I do not live here this week. <laughs> uh, Mr. Gary Vaynerchuk. Hello, audience. Pleasure to be here. Thanks, guys. Fun to do a, a podcast. You know, I'm normally videoed out, so to be audioed out is, uh, is a lot of fun, and uh, I appreciate it. It's fun. I didn't know that on AudioCast you wear a tube top, so that's pretty yeah, good. Crazy, right? I love it. You I like that? Yes, nice cleavage, by the way. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, the Small Business Podcast by Small Business for Small Business. Uh, we got the big business here. But big, big no, time. No doubt. Now, I, I there feel might, honored to be in his presence. Yes, no. He, the last meetup we did, for, he did well, for my, Mariano and myself, we had John based out here. Yes. <laughs> we kept him about two hours after doing videos. Yes, he did. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, it was a holiday weekend, and your wife was probably pissed as all hell. No, she was, you know, Lizzie's, I don't even know what she is. She's a saint. Uh, but no, it was fine. It was fine. That was a fun day. Mm-hmm. That was that a fun was, day. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah we, we had a good time. Definitely appreciate it. A lot of no people worries. remember that. Thank cool. you. Now, for the three people who don't know who Gary is, <laughs> Why don't you give us like a minute or an hour? Or 
Yeah, I mean, it's a lot How more than three, but thank you so much. I'm, you know, a quadrillion, but you're so flattered to do it. You don't take it for granted. You know, I, uh, I'm i a small business owner here in uh, Springfield, New Jersey. Uh, my family owns a company called The Wine Library, which is a wine retail shop. Uh, we're on the third floor of it, so it's not your average liquor store. Uh, we do a lot of e-commerce business at winelibrary.com. The reason I'm probably doing this is because... Uh, Five and a half years ago, I started something called Wine Library TV, uh, which was a daily wine video blog, and that kind of made me, quote unquote, internet famous and brought a lot of opportunity for me, which led me to speak at conferences, which then allowed me to show my business chops, which led me to writing books um, and and starting a company called Vayner Media, which is a social media strategy company. I started with my brother AJ, and you know, I'm, I'm a pundit, I'm a talking head. You can find me on TV and, and magazines and... I, you know, the reason I kind of delivered that last line the way I did is I'm actually really looking forward to using this upcoming summer as a regrouping to go back into execution a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't be writing another book for a while, a minimum three, four years. It's going to be a long time before mm-hmm. I write another book. What book? In three or four years. No, what book now are you talking about? Right now, I have a book out in the market called The Thank You Economy, which is doing really well. Uh, thanks for setting me up there, Lorenzo. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, and, a note here. You wrote and, down pri- for it. and prior to that, I wrote a book called Crush It. So two books in about 18 months, and a lot of people know me for the books, and, and I speak a lot as an author, things of that nature. But I definitely feel like you know the 10 years that I built this business here, I'm starting to scratch that itch again about being an operator. I feel like I want to build something again. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it in the wine space or go completely left field, but I do think I'm gonna do retail again. I, I like retail, I understand it. I think we've seen a lot of uh, phenomenal things happen in internet retail. Isn't that where your guts are? I mean, for you growing yeah. up? Yeah, whether it was lemonade, baseball cards, or then liquor industry, I have a lot of chops in it, and I think you know if you look at what's going on with Groupon and Guild Group and Living Social and just all these deal of the day, I think you know then there's a startup I invested in called Birchbox for all the ladies listening, or if you're looking to get your lady a gift, ten dollars for makeup each month. I think I think like the whole Harry and David business model is dead. I think there's a lot of innovation in like the of the month club. I was telling, I pitched AJ on the road here. I'm like, bro, we should start a flower of the month club, and then we kind of evolved it into taking care of your girl. Like, how much would dudes? And I know a lot of dudes are probably listening. I see a bunch of bunch of dudes we're all sitting here. How awesome would it be to buy something that costs you like 250 bucks for the year, like 20 bucks a month, or a little bit more, a little less, and you're done. Like your your wife or girl. You, should, gets, you know what? If you pitch it that way to your wife, it might not work well. Fair I was enough. gonna say. But you know what's so funny? The target August is dudes. Hey yeah. dudes. Give me 250 bucks and we'll send flowers and chocolate once a month, once a month. with a little no- <laughs> you're right. Oh, yeah. Can I pal you right now? Right? No, but seriously, I thought I was like easy. You know, yeah. it was like I'm like this would be phenomenal. Like great. Like I'd love to send my I'd love to send my wife flowers or chocolate once a month and like I would take the time on the initial markup like the sign up to like mm-hmm. put the note in, mm-hmm. but the fact that I could hit the button and be good Mm-hmm. And he, you, you know, if the site was really smart, Lorenzo, it would like send it randomly. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be like yes. the fifth day of each month. <laughs> At three a.m., it shows up one day. No, I right. think. But anyway, oh, that's the kind my of delivery. that's the kind of stuff I've been thinking about. You know, I I think of the month club stuff is really fascinating to me. Um, retail's fascinating to me, and you know, and being a talking head, and you know, being flattered when people are like the three people who don't know who this guy is. It's really, really nice. At the same token. I think I'm relevant because I built this thing. Well, here's one thing I'm going to you know? tell you. The one now I've followed you on Twitter and I've known you for a few years, but and I've always got you back. But when I saw you on the Pierce Morgan show, Martha Stewart came out and she said, "You know, I don't use Twitter. I use it for a few minutes a day." Blah blah blah. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, okay, he's going to come out there, and I don't know how he's going to portray because I know what he wants to say. 
and you said what you wanted to say. You're basically like, I love Martha, but this is bullshit. I mean, this is not the way to handle it. And like that to me, in a weird kind of way, I was like, all right. That, and I that was, the, I'm not, that was I my moment for like, that. I knew it already, but I'm like, national stage. And you were just like, you know what? I don't give a shit. Yeah, it was an interesting moment. You know, like, you know, calling out, I mean, what I exactly said was, you know, I went on uh, Pierce, I'm, there I am, millions of people watching, and I said, by the way, what Martha Stewart just said uh, made me throw up on myself in the green room, right? So that's, <laughs> a, that, very, yes. that's a very rogue thing to say, right? Yes. I didn't have to say it that tough. I could have said, you know, I got to disagree with Martha, right? right. That would have been, that would have been the that's not you. But that's not me. Right. And I went with the throw up myself. <laughs> and, uh, you know, listen, I got off stage and people in the back room were like, you're dead. Martha's a beast. Like, you know, this is war, right? I, you know, I'm never worried because I think authenticity and coming from a good place is tough to beat. You know, it's tough to beat me because I don't have, I don't feel like I have negative, you know, agendas. You know, I have, I'm never, you know, sugarcoating the fact that I want to sell things, right? It's a business, It's right? a business. It, I mean, business, I, uh, yes. I, uh, I, you know, I, I, I said, did you ask me, like, I'm so busy, I'm, didn't you ask me about the newsletter thing when you yeah, first walked in? Yeah. You just walked in before we were setting up and said, well, how did all the people, you know, I have a, this new show called Daily Grape. I have a newsletter on it, and I mentioned on last Friday I'm going to raise the price of the newsletter. And you asked me, did people yeah. kill me on that? And it wasn't too bad. And I think the reason it wasn't too bad is that people know that I'm not looking to gouge. But the reason I want it to be six ninety nine is I'm spending three full days a month now tasting wine for the newsletter. And yeah. if it's not worth it to me, yeah. you know, business is business. I'm not. Yes. I'm not yep. apologetic. In real life, off the air, off business, like yeah. if your car's broken down, I'm gonna go help you. I'm a good guy, but this is business. Under the context of business, I'm a good guy too, but it's business. I'm not. You're ethical. I'm not, You're ethical. Yeah, I, I'm not embarrassed right, to, to make sell. Money. Mm-hmm. I'm really right. not. I'm proud of it, and I think a lot of people are, are on the wrong well, side of that argument. And I, that's well I said. think you have to. I think you actually have to. Uh, that generates uh, appreciation of the value of what people are getting as well. I mean, I think the, you're right about that. You no, know, I don't think. I don't think it's just that's something I didn't understand for a long time. By right. the way. That's, I agree with you. Yeah, you finish I, your thought. No, my thought was that I think you're you're providing the value. I've talked about this on the podcast before. I think if you undersell yourself, you're your own worst enemy because people people aren't going to say, "Well, I'm getting this great service. I, I'm paying for it, but I'm getting this great service in return." I'm, they're like, "I'm getting this service for you know a cheap price. Maybe I can get it better somewhere else." It's a fascinating thing. Nobody's got a bigger ego than me. But when I started getting paid, you know, five thousand dollars to do a speaking engagement, I couldn't. I could, I'd walk there, you know, for ten people, co- no matter what. Right. Co- forget about ten people for five thousand right. dollars. Like two, right. three years ago, when this all started for me speaking, you know, I didn't realize how lucrative speaking was. You know, when somebody you know paid offered me five thousand dollars to speak, it took me like a good twenty four hours to wrap my. By the way, at this point, this is only two or three years ago. I have a fifty million dollar business. I have a big business. It's not like it was the money. Right. It was just like that's a lot of money for something that doesn't feel as hard to me as right. some of the other things I do in my life. Because you're right? being yourself and you're right. talking passionately, and you're like, I and wonder, paying me I for wonder it? if that happens in the context of this industry, right? When you think about being a DJ, you you know, I can't be a DJ because I don't love music enough, right? right? And I I don't I wonder how many people do DJing that don't love music. I have to think the number's low, right? No, I don't. I, or, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I don't know if the number would be low. I think I think in order to be a successful DJ, you have to love not only music, but you have to love taking someone's unique idea and bringing it to life. I think that's what it's to me. That's what DJ Let me ask you a question. is. So you know, uh, now having you guys production. here, how many people that DJ by percentage is coming completely out of your ass? I mean, there's no real way to know it, but mm-hmm. your gut feel. You guys have been in the industry. How many people do you think 
don't like music? Like, I mean, do you think a, a lot of DJs don't even really listen to that much music? I mean, do you think that's possible? You know, I, th I think people have to love music in order to, to, to find themselves into the industry, but then where it goes from there might change over time, right? The I can more, see that happening. Right. And There's a crusty side to it, just like yeah, in any industry where right. Listen, mail it I'll in. be honest with you. I think there's a lot of people more passionate about wine than I am. I love the romance of wine. I love wine. I mean, I, do, I wouldn't do what I, I mean, heck, I love wine more than I thought. I thought I was gonna be done with episode 1000 of Wine Library TV. The reason there is this new Daily Grape thing is because as it got close to retiring, quote unquote, I was like, oh crap, I don't want to. I wanna keep you know doing <laughs> right. wine stuff. Um, I, I would tell you this, I think that that's a fascinating thing you brought up. Uh, tying it back in, I would walk for $5,000. I've recently really raised my speaking fee and I'm not booking any less. It's double what I was getting, which is a lot to begin with, because I didn't want to really leave my daughter anymore. I have a two-year-old daughter, but I'm booking better and bigger stuff because now when they're reaching out to me, I feel as though that my agents, which I have a big speaking agent at CAA, so I have big dog people, the fee itself has been changing the game. And I thought with CAA and with my brand, that the fee would be less of the factor, it'd be more about the pizzazz of who I am and the pizzazz of who's booking me, but just the fee has changed the game. And I would tell people who are listening now, because you know, anybody listening now, I don't want it to, you know, I'm sure these guys 10 episodes in want this to be a value-driven show, not just, hey, I'm Gary, check me out. Yeah, I mean, we're doing this for two. I think, I think that a lot of people, I would say this, I'm big into action. I, I've been adding something new to my talks, which is that ideas are bullshit, right? That execution's the game. Yeah. If you're listening to this right now, here's my big call to action. The next offer you get, or pitch, or whatever the hell, it, you know, how you guys work, raise it. Go 20, no matter what you're charging, pitch 25% more than you're charging now. Here's the worst that can happen. You'll lose a gig that you could potentially have gotten, but what you're gonna learn, mm -hmm. and the upside, this the risk I, reward is insane. Two podcasts ago, this is what we discussed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, about the, cutting the, 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 the about uh, pricing was essentially the topic of the entire uh, uh, the entire episode. How many of you guys at the table are actively DJing? Well, we're the DJs. Got I'm it. a retired one. Retired. Got it. Retired. So and, and we guys, all have other. Have stuff you guys recently? Yeah. When's the last time you guys made a significant price change? Well, I'll speak for myself as as I. I would probably say about six months ago. And? Which, awesome. And by percentage, what did you raise? I it? would say probably 25, 30%. Mm -hmm. And that's substantial. Sure. Um, and I am, I'm not losing anything for it. And I think my attitude is very similar to the thought that you just described. And that's essentially, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to make it worth my time. Because, yeah. right. because time is, is so critical. Time is the to only currency. Like yeah. And, uh, go ahead. I, I was I kind of echoing Tony. Uh, Two years ago, um, I'm essentially I'm more than double where I was two years ago, mm -hmm. and I tried to do that to kind of limit the faucet, kind of like slow the sure. water down, and it's only opened up bigger opportunities for better. Or I don't want to say better clients, but for people that more are serious. in search of the value. I mean, this is a and, very, and very rogue example yeah. that I'm about to give. <laughs> this is so raw. I hope it's my wife about, doesn't then. listen to this podcast. <laughs> Probably not. But this is really. <laughs> this is the best analogy I can give because it paints the best picture. It's really the it's really the stripper escort, you know, prostitute yeah. Yeah. business model. The difference between Spitzer, you know, yeah, I mean, the difference between what Spitzer was paying ten thousand dollars a night for for a girl. That same girl, same exact person, very much could have been a five hundred dollar a night girl 
at you know a, a strip club. It's mm-hmm. just brand positioning. And I know <laughs> right. that was the kind of Quarter dude, quote. you know, yeah, quote unquote, you know, the dude raw version. But I believe it. I believe you know, like you know, living in a world with really high net worth peeps and seeing some shady shit go down and being like, wait a minute, you're paying ten thousand dollars to hang out with that girl tonight? I mean, that's a you know, I I found it fascinating to understand, you know, the the brand positioning. Right. It's just a brand, you know, it's brand positioning, and so a you know, many times a four thousand dollar DJ is a fifteen thousand dollar DJ. You know, I mean, I just believe that. I really do. And. On that point, it was actually, it took me a little while to wrap my head around that, too. Yeah. Because... Because you, you want to think you're getting better at your craft. Yeah, yeah, you want, yeah. You can't, it's tough for you to think that, right? If you love a craft... Yeah. You know, I, I went through it, too, when I was bef- when I was doing wine events. Like, holy crap. Like, you know, I'd go to a customer's house and do a wine event. At first, it was free. And there was this whole process of, like, well, maybe I'll charge 200 bucks. Yeah. And then I started getting bid for, like, $25,000 for, like, charity events, which was fine, because that's charity. That's a different thing. But then, like, you know, people reaching out, and I don't really do it, but like people reaching out and saying, "Hey, can you, you know, can, how, you know, I saw Gary Charity did something. Can I pay twenty five thousand dollars for him to come and do my husband's fortieth birthday?" And I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> right?" Okay. I mean, that's like you know. <laughs> right. you know con- by the way, the conference next week is we were doing it for free. We're now charging a thousand dollars. Yes. So you know, get, Adam, it's a thousand dollars is the invoice now. Well, it, it, <laughs> but yes, you're absolutely right. I think I think that that's definitely perceived value. I mean, I've learned that a lot. My business is uh, web design and development. Mm-hmm. Similar I've, concept. I've learned that a lot. There's a lot of that going on in the industry now. Kind of. Uh, kind of defining your value and saying, look, this is the kind of service that you're getting. And it comes down to service. I mean, which, which is one of the other things that you talk about all the time. You know, you care, you care. It was one chapter in, in crush it care. Um, and, and that's, and I think it's so important for, for that. Um, one of the things actually I wanted to ask you about to change gears a little bit here, um, is I want to know what your family, when you started, Wine Library TV. Yeah, I know that you have you come from an immigrant. Your your father you were an immigrant actually. Yep. Um, your father is an immigrant. Um, when you first started Wine Library TV, what did he think about what you were doing? Because at we're that talking point, about perceived value at that point, here. the ship had sailed because Wine Library had already been a really big business. You know, I taped the first Wine Library TV here in this building, okay. not in the old one, right? Okay. Meaning, what that's trying to paint a picture of is that, you know. My dad stopped really, you know, my dad always gave me room. I mean, I, you know, in hindsight, a couple things. My dad's really young. You know, my dad right now is 57 years old. So when I first started really working for the store, he was 42. So he wasn't 62. So even though he was old, he's old school, he was still young. And he just, you know, I've worked here since I was 14. So my dad's been able to analyze me from the beginning. Which is the best story when you cried in the car, but <laughs> you like that? <laughs> and then you so, cried again without how much you were getting. Do so, your research, people. So, you know, I really, 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 um, he knew I was gonna be good. In hindsight, I mean, listen, the day I came home from college and kind of like was ready to work was the day he went 45 minutes west and started building a home. You know, my dad loves building. You know, that's why I built this store too. He's a construction guy. He built, my mom and him built their dream house and he was there. I mean, he would come home to the store at 5 p.m. for an hour, you know, but that was it. I mean, I was running it really at 22. And so at that point, you know, when you grow something from three to, by the time I started One Liberty TV, 50, you know, I had all the equity in the world. I mean, they all paid attention. You know, at that point, they probably would have, they, they bet on it. My dad probably bet on it. He's like, this is going to be big. 
You know, because he had already seen your idea. You had sure. proven yourself. You had sure. But your DNA comes from com competition because even though you love your brother, AJ, you probably want to just destroy him and everything. Listen, it's I, think a healthy my, competition. I think my dad is the same way. I mean, I think my dad is, you know, insane. Like, my dad is very competitive with me. And I always make fun of him. Like, that's so not healthy, but I'll be the same way. Yeah. Like, my daughter, Misha, is showing very early, like, charismatic speaking. <laughs> like, and I'm like, everybody's like, she's amazing. I'm like, I was what amazing. Kind of I was words? Uh, she could say everything. I mean, she's. Um, she no, could, I know you, so I'm no, saying. You know, she's no, not she, she's not watching my keynotes. Okay, she's good. not cursing. <laughs> you know, she's not even two. She spells her name. She counts to twenty. She's, you know, these things. You know, and I'm sure every parent thinks her kid's a genius. Um, but I'm like getting competitive with her. I'm like everybody's like, you know, she's wow. She's. I'm like, yeah, I was like that too. Like, you know, like I, yeah, we, we definitely. AJ's the same way. We definitely have our family. My sister, our family, the Vaynerchuks, definitely are in the competitive nature are a little bit to the not healthy side. It's no gonna, question. It's gonna we come full circle to you. And this is how. When you get older and you help Misha with all this stuff, she's Absolutely. gonna say, thank God for my mom and she's gonna blow you to the side <laughs> like you did with you, right? Especially because Lizzie is so capable. <laughs> right. Yes, I think so. I think I'll get it. Gary, first of all, it's a pleasure to actually be in the same room with you, not to not to stroke you or anything, but it's actually really cool because, we, you know, I listen all the time and I watch your videos and, you know, every time I do it, it kind of gets you refocused. Um, one of the things that I've been hearing you talk about has to do with intent yeah, and how it separates you. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple other keys, uh, key phrases that you use in there that really struck home with me, uh, the human uh, humanization of business and small town rules, and this is something I've been thinking about for quite some time, and maybe you can elaborate on that, not to be too we canceled. We canceled this session, right? We're doing mm -hmm. this now on a yes. second date. <clears throat> when we canceled this, three years ago, I would have been very nervous about the cancellation. I would have been like stressed about it. I don't remember exactly why. Did Phil tell, what happened? Something you weird moved. happened. Oh, I'm, oh, I had my, uh, I had to get approved for my, I had to go to my co-op. Or co so you or, told me. No, no, I yeah. had to go for my co-op, <laughs> yeah, okay. right. So, right, who knows? <laughs> Phil, what, what are we telling you? Um, it says right here, dickhead, move to next three, week. <laughs> three to four years ago, that would have really bothered me. Now, I know that I've built up enough equity with Lorenzo, who's the point on this, right. that I thought he'd be disappointed because what I was really scared about was how long we were gonna have to wait to reschedule. We got, thank God we were able to do it very quickly so it didn't, the pain wasn't as much. But yeah. even if it was a little while from now, I believe that when you, you know, it's, what can your brother, mother, sister, dad do to you that you would let them get away with that you wouldn't let a best friend get away with and then what would you let a best friend, That's think about what you right. guys would let these yeah. guys get yeah. away with yeah. that yeah. you wouldn't a perfect stranger right. because there's built up equity. Mm -hmm. And I think when you have great intent, you know, how about the fact of me even doing this? Like my universe, you know, my handlers hate that I do this. We were just talking about that well, before I, you came I need, in the room. I, I need therapy because I have a tremendous amount of guilt on my shoulders <laughs> that you're doing this for me or for us. So um, yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. really you know, it's it's, now I feel it's worse. all Thank intent. You. It's all intent, right? Yeah. So like, you guys are ten episodes in. I already have good equity with you know m most of you anyway, right? right You've right. been here oh, and fantastic. here when I spent two hours with a group of 30 people, whatever yeah. it was. You're 10 episodes in, you don't have that many listeners, right? No. Right? right? I mean, it's really hard for, you know, if you go black and white ROI the for numbers. my people to say, why the hell are you doing this? Agreed. It's very easy for them to win that argument. For me, you know, on the flip side, it's, you know, I think Lorenzo's been, you know, overly supportive of me in comparison. I've and I've luckily knock on wood tens of thousands. It's here, it's in Jersey, you know. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, I hate that I'm zeny karma, but you believe in that kind of yeah. stuff. You believe in that kind of stuff a little bit, and you don't believe in it because it's zen and it's in the universe. You believe in it because you understand that, it, you know, I believe that you guys are hungry and raw, and I bet on that because I'm hungry and raw, so you know, you're comfortable with what you bet on, right? If I was Harvard educated, I'd bet on that, but I'm not. I'm, I'm more Jersey, roll up your sleeves, sleep, don't ever sleep again, yeah. work, figure it out. Yeah. And you know, you do things like this because you know, deep down I, I wanna invest in people who I think can be successful in 10 years, and then you feel like they've got your back too, and I'm always interested in making the first move. I'm very, most people want you to do something for them before they give you something. I'm very big in making the first move because I think I have very good intuition so I'm able to filter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so even though I do a lot of it I, al- I always think it's calculated and of course I only bat 50, 60, 70% myself mm-hmm. but it's a good number and you know, it matters. You said something about the platforms and Twitter and all that stuff which I believe to, to me it's the message it's not what you send it out. A lot of listeners, they are they listen to our podcast they're not new to it, but they probably might not sure. use Twitter and Facebook and these other things. This is, to me, this is a temporary thing. If you, I don't know if you remember, but a year ago I told you Facebook would be dead in three or two years and you mm-hmm. laughed at me. Mm-hmm. And you're probably right. I'm but, in good shape on that. Bet. No, you're in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they buy Skype, I'm going to fall over. But now, Twitter, <laughs> buying TweetDeck, these platforms are here, but I believe that the website is still the home base. Everybody seems to be driving everybody to everywhere else instead and pulling them away from their homepage and it's, their website. It's, it's a good debate. I, I think it's a right and left hand. I think the best boxers have both. Mm-hmm. And so it's yes. kind of like this, Lawrence. And what the better analogy for everybody listening is this your homepage is your house. Facebook and Twitter are like the Elks Club, your country club. But important. Massively important. Right. Really, in my standpoint, if you make this real life, for everybody listening who's a little more old school, you think about it this way. Your, if your home page is your home, and all these Facebooks and Twitters and Tumblrs and YouTubes, if you think of them like Elks Club, Country Club, uh, the PTA meeting, uh, the, the main restaurant in town, the, the city park, uh, the, the baseball field of every town, if you really break it down, let's think about how we live, right? My intent is to join the country club to meet people so ultimately I can have dinner with them one-on-one in my home. Mm-hmm. That well, is my intent. You're right. right now. I never yeah, would have right. met him if it right. wasn't for meetup.com. There you go. And we probably would have never met. And tell, I found you and a, tell everybody who's him because uh, we're on Mariano, radio. I'm sorry. There you go. See? Mariano. And <laughs> I'm learning. I, I was, I was my, bad at that when I started radio. My first Twitter account was not Screaming Lunatic. You, you might remember. My first Twitter account was something called Shitty Tweets. I remember. <laughs> and we would look at tweets and just retweet them. Yeah. And you DM'd us. This yep. was like four years ago. But I followed you under my, uh, an old personal account. And to say that, I mean, this wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for something like social media and Twitter. So if you're, you're a DJ, my thing is that like search.twitter, you know what I think about that. You gotta go in there and you type in wedding yeah. and people are talking about wedding and literally somebody will say like, oh crap, my DJ fell through for my wedding. So pissed, worst day ever. What an opportunity, yeah. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And not to go in and sell them, but be like, hey listen, I'm a DJ but I might be working that weekend. Let me help you. I, I'm gonna say one thing and it's the most important thing I can say. Be a service above being a merchant, you know, mm-hmm. and that's it. You see that tweet, awesome. the natural intuition, especially for DJ DNA, I feel like I can connect to it, is to go in and be like, hey, I, I, I can do it. But if you go higher and you go classier and you go, hey, I'm a DJ, I know a lot of DJs, mm-hmm. a wedding is an important day, I may be booked, or even better if you wanna be really slick, I'm probably booked, <laughs> you know, but what date are you talking, let me help you, and then if you're available, you cool, and if not, I, I think that you gotta make the connections at the country club, but ultimately, 
where it really becomes really real is in your home. And listen, in your home is replicated. For example, listen, some of my best business relationships have happened at a Mets game, not in my home. Mm -hmm. So to say that you can't make something happen on Twitter that is everlasting, it's just that I don't understand how you can be a DJ and not have a homepage because at the end of the day, you need a pamphlet, a catalog, a place where people can consume what you're about. Well, I get a lot of clients who will say, you know, just put up a front page with my Facebook link. And I'm like, you are I don't like that a lot. And I, and I uh, yeah, literally will I know, not do we, that we, almost. I would never do it, that. It just pushes. I wouldn't and, do that. There's too much good stuff that you can do. You know, I, I just, I don't think that's a good enough sell. Well, I think that's right. a bad sell. I don't think you can close somebody it's, as strongly. You're, you're not, I think, with all of the social media tools, what, what it's allowing you to do is engage people. people it's you're a telephone. Exactly. You're social not media is people. communication. Right. It's a te- telephone and a fax machine and a whatever, but you still have to have your store. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I, exactly. I only have about 1,200 followers, but I can tell you I've met in person about 300 of them. That's incredible. And you said it before. And this is at meetups and stuff. The relationship will forever change forever. because I met you in person, and there's always that. Well, I met him there, or I saw him there. But when you went to go first meet them, you already had a huge advantage over people that aren't using social yeah, because you have context. Sure. And you yep. saw them, and you and I know Tony and Mariano have mentioned that. I don't want to pull from them, but you talk about like you get people. Oh well, you know, uh, who wants to know why I'm eating Doritos? And you go into your push mm-hmm. pull logic. Sure, mm-hmm. listening. And, Every, yes. It's always been a talking, the mouth was the most, mouth of the South and all that. The (laughs) mouth was the most important thing. And now it's all about the ear, right? It's like, you know, Dumbo's king now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? One more thing I wanted to ask you. I've I've heard you talk a lot about people using automated tweets and Mm -hmm. uh, using it kind of like as just kind of a, more of a news stream than actually inter- engaging with people. How do you think specifically your philosophy applies to your business model as opposed to, let's say, something like, I'm thinking of a chamber of commerce who has regular events that they want to get out there and the most, the best way to kind of disseminate that information is through social media. The best way to be heard is to listen. Mm-hmm. Equity. You know, I'm not. I'm going to tune out that chamber of commerce feed. You know, n- everything that's going to happen in social happen with the email service. This is all history repeating itself. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, the email service that the Chamber of Commerce that was really smart in 2000 or 1999 did worked. Mm -hmm. It was early technology, they did it. We weren't spammed by so much email, we consumed more of it and they grew. They did better than the people that did direct mail or word of mouth or some magazine, right? But over time, email doesn't convert as well anymore. And people are gonna tune it out. There's so much volume of conversation on Facebook and Twitter that if you're just pushing, Mm -hmm. you will be completely tuned out and you will convert zero. I just don't think anybody can get away with pushing out fully. That 100% push is not going to be successful. There's just no way to, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. What do you, what do you say in that, in, then, in those cases where you have an organization, let's say it's full so the of Chamber volunteer of Commer- people. Chamber of Commerce you know, has the opportunity to you know, get involved with the businesses in their area. You know, using near colon zip code on Twitter mm-hmm. search, which mm-hmm. allows you to narrow in on yeah. the general area. I think has the ability to uh, to uh, create content. You know, if I'm a chamber of commerce, you know what I would do? I would take a volunteer with a flip cam and I would go to every business in the area and ask them the same question each month. So go to like Pizzeria and Johnny and say, what's the number one problem with your business right now in Kenilworth? Go, this. Liquor store, go, this. Yeah. And then make this amazing collage and then push that out. That's content, that's got a little more value, plus you've used all the people, so they'll pass it on. Right. I would also then scour the searching and do a, you know, one of the big reasons Wine Library TV worked so much was I was one of the first people to create the question of the day. You know, and that created more engagement, right? right you know, right. so like, I think it's, I think I just don't, 
it's just human relationships. Your buddy in your life who does all the talking is annoying. <laughs> you might love him. You might hey, love him. And listen, as that buddy, I know I you know what's saved me is I, I equally am the biggest talker in my friend group and I'm the biggest listener. I'm the guy everybody calls too. So I get away with it. That's why some, that's why I'm an anomaly, right? I do both. But you know, some people are just for themselves and just talking. And then you have that buddy, like, you know, right now, right now, everybody listening, right now yourselves, who's the person you're calling right now if you have a big, big problem? Right, sure, right. Who's the, I mean, break it down right now, and in order, right now, financial trouble, big financial problem, big, you went in your bank account, it's all gone. I'm and calling you. <laughs> but you know what I mean? No, good luck, 100%. And you know what's interesting? Right. I'm higher on your list than I was four years ago. Yeah. And that's just interesting, yeah, right? Of course, of course. I, I think that's interesting. And so that's what I think about. How do you become that person to your clients? You know, how do you become something more than just a merchant? And I think that that happens only by listening and caring and doing the right thing. Like what happens when you go to a wedding, you DJ it, and you get an unbelievable sense of tone that this couple overdid themselves. As co- You guys probably know this, I don't know. But literally at the wedding you hear the whispers of like, oh crap, they're in debt and this was too much and this and that. Yeah. What happens if you send $1,000 back of your bounty and with a thank you note and something? What happens? My theory is that you lose 1000 bucks, and that story gets told 950 times mm-hmm. and you land four more clients yeah. and you, you know. Jesus, you wrote about 10 checks this weekend. <laughs> it's awesome. Do, do, do you think, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a yeah. very different way of thinking. And yeah. listen, DJs who are listening right now, I'm not Zen Mother Teresa. Yeah. I'm ripping flowers out of people's yards, selling it to them. Yeah. I'm trying to sell everything I can. <laughs> I'm very raw. I just believe that this is the world we're now living in. We're living in a different world where word of mouth travels so much further, has so much more equity, and I think it's a fascinating thing. If you can afford, listen, if you're a DJ who's going paycheck to paycheck and you've gotta pay your mortgage, you're not giving the thousand bucks back and I can't blame you. But if you're in a good place and your business is growing and you wanna take it to the next level, you are seeing things at a wedding that are incredible. I've been to enough weddings. I mean, weddings are weird. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's a shitload of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a very interesting place. Like, there's things going on at a wedding that happen nowhere else. And that people don't even regularly see. I mean, I did it for 10 years they for don't, Tony. They don't see DJ. how we see it. Yeah, <laughs> of course, you're seeing it from a bird's eye view. And your ability to, you know, send the mother of the bride, you know, a $50 iTunes gift certificate because it's music and it works in your world. And, and just say like what you said, like you guys hear best man speeches all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you know when you hear an A plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that guy needs to get something from you guys. I, whether he's, and by the way, whether he's married or not. You know, it's very easy to say, well he's not married and I'm gonna get his yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole different thing, and guess what? Back to intent, and you hit on the most important thing. People's bullshit radars are, are incredible. I go and give That's a true. key, I'm gonna give the best key, best man speech ever for my brother AJ. If the band or DJ sends me a $50 gift certificate to iTunes, knowing that I know that they know that I'm married, totally puts me in a different place than me thinking, well, they're just trying to get my business. Right. right. So it's actually always the reverse. I think it's even smarter to just say like your name and not even put like DJ or DJ.com. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Simple. The, listen, it's girl guy dynamics. The guy that soft sells the girl always wins. 
Yeah. Well, I'm a big I'm a big believer in the thank you that you mentioned. I'm mean, thank you economy. Yeah. I mean, the thank you notes. Yeah, I, I was just gonna. I, I don't even want to cut that off because I know where you're gonna go with that. Just because we kind of prepped a little bit, but saying thank you and even a handwritten note, note. And, mm-hmm. and, and I know you're gonna go there, just extends beyond. Um, that that oh my god that most djs most dj listening right now most merchants most anybody we're all hunters get the next gig get it and the next thing you're thinking about is the next gig the farming or the nurturing is something that doesn't naturally come to a lot of us you know you're you're done you know some you know you're done you're not thinking about spending another four hours on the gig you did last saturday well, and I can I can speak to this. I mean, one of the things that I think makes a big difference to us, to, to me, uh, in terms of customer engagement is that we're now trying to start um, sending thank you notes when a customer's engaged us for a web development project. It doesn't matter the size of the project. I always used to handwrite Christmas cards out mm-hmm. um, just because I thought, you know, it does. I know not everybody celebrates Christmas, but it's you know that time of year. There's some somebody mm-hmm. celebrating something, and just as an acknowledgement, hey, listen, thanks for your business because we wouldn't be here today without. It matters you, it, because it does matter. But what I'm giving a lot of thought to is when it becomes a tactic versus when it's intent. Yes. Versus when it's expected. Because people okay? just want to say that they do so it. So you might, yeah. The handwritten note is like so played out, right? Everybody's going yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Then you, I think about Christmas. Great, but that's expected during that time. You may not be the only person they're getting it from. What happens on June 4th? Right, right. You know, or what happens two on- Two year anniversary, right? Yeah, like or, way outside of the- Just right? like completely, like, or what about when you go rogue and it's like, hey, sending you this note is like, thanks for being a customer for seven months. Like, it doesn't even make sense, <laughs> right? I really think there's a lot to surprise and delight. Yes. I, I, I think there's a lot to that. And again, and this is why I think women ultimately are gonna be better business people and are gonna win this battle. And I think you're gonna see a lot of women be CEOs and business leaders going forward. They're the ones by DNA that want much more for you bringing them flowers on a random Wednesday than on their birthday. Mm-hmm. Everything becomes too expected, too normal, too I systematic. I did that the first three years of my relationship with yeah, my wife. Yeah, we all do. And then you don't, anymore. and you take it for it's granted. Too, yes. And it's funny, I've become a better husband because of my business philosophy recently, because I'm like, you know, and, and I have an assistant, which helps me execute. <laughs> no but fair. You, you know, but, but you know, but I mean, I think, I think this is stuff to think about. And in the DJ world, you know, there's so many events that can be DJ'd, and when you become more than just a DJ, all of a sudden they're asking you like, they, st- you know, here's how I buy as a customer. You come and DJ, you know, a wedding, you stun me with your like, you know, after follow up and everything. All of a sudden, I tell my wife, I'm like, you know, we should have them come and DJ the NFL draft Crap. party we do. Mm-hmm. You start getting them into a, you start literally guilting them. Yeah and creating context with them to start using you in places that don't even exist, Mm -hmm. which then leads you to maybe do an event that doesn't even exist as a DJ event, have an awesome time, and then open a whole new genre that doesn't even exist. Like why can't fantasy baseball drafts and fantasy football drafts be DJ'd? You know, for like pimps, right? Like, like, you know, like for people that are cool. I mean, listen. I'll come in right out over there. You know, but I mean, it's a, it's a fascinating thing to think about. Like, what happens for like, like, why can't you start branding like March Madness DJing parties? Like, you know, idea. like there's there's a way to like, cool. and the way you get there is from your customers, not from you. Yeah, right. Isn't that Let the funny? Yeah, they right. come up with it, and the way you get them to come up with things like that is when they're forcing themselves to do more business with you. And the way you do that is by going to a place that they don't expect. That that's the game. To go to a place where the consumer 
doesn't expect. It's it's really, really concierge at the lowest level. It's why first class, I saw something recently that really thinks to, hits to my thesis, and there are these, all these subtle things that are going on, and if you pay attention, you realize it's happening. First class is being eliminated on most airlines now because business class, I mean, I only fly business, I don't fly first, because I'm like, why? Why would I spend another $5,000? Right. There's really not enough of a difference, right. right? And so what's happening is, what they're doing is they're taking first class out and they're creating this new economy plus. So right. everything's becoming more affordable. Well, that's kind of how I see the world going now, right? Like, like why can't the average $2,500 DJ gig get better service? Like, why can't you send a dozen roses for 120 bucks the two and a half weeks later and saying, you know, I think all your wedding flowers are probably dead by now, this is from us. Like, that shit matters. And it's hard to think that way. And listen, yeah, no, I know, I'm feeling out good That's stuff, awesome, right? Dude. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff, That's and I'm on awesome. fire. That's our mentality. And this just is so what you, I'm good at. Just so you know, I designed for him, so this is why I keep talking to him. It's fine for me, the bill but, goes up. But, but, I mean, thank these you, things, thank I mean, you, thank you. You know, and what happens is, you know, it's easy for me to kick these out because it's how my brain works, but it's really, st- I mean. It's awesome. Awesome. I mean, we've been playing numbers here at Wine Library. We started doing almost a concierge service where anybody goes to Napa, we're like booking their VIP trips. Mm-hmm. It takes me a lot of time. It takes a good person to do it, which is expensive, but that person's spend at this company is way up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just feel different context. Like they're ha- they had a much better trip in Napa on their one or two vacations that they take that whole year, and who gets that emotional credit? We do, which is the same emotional credit. You know why you care about you know, I'm about to go to Vegas and give a keynote, and I'm meeting up with four of my college buddies. My four college buddies are degenerates. They're like ridiculous. <laughs> the guy you haven't talked to in a while? I yeah, I mean, Joe, guy, you yes. know, and all those guys, they're all going, and the emotion I feel towards them is incredible, and I've been kind of MIA with them for like six or seven years, but why? Why? Because, you know, that one night, sophomore year, or that, you know, yeah. the night we all threw up on each other, like, it's context. Yeah. My belief is that context is gonna be the war, nothing else, and I think right now for every DJ, how do you create context? Deliver a great show, but what do you do when you're not, like how do you treat them like the number one person in your life? Do something for them, whether, by the way, it doesn't mean spending 125 bucks on roses. If you're listening and you're a startup DJ, the phone call a month later, hey, I gotta tell you, I was just thinking about your wedding, it was beautiful. I hope everybody's doing great. And that's it, not, not, I hope everybody's doing great. And if you ever need anybody else, let us know because you ruined it. Right, as right, soon as you've right, done right, that, right, right. that's like doing some sale. awesome right. surprise for your, you know, girlfriend and then being like, "All right, baby, now let's get busy." Right? Like <laughs> you've ruined it. Like you've shown the cards to why. Right, right. If right. you're, you know, right. I mean, nobody's gonna begrudge you for being in business. If you can show some sort of patience, if you can show more emotion. And it doesn't and, take that much effort. You're not talking about. You know what's funny? Well, I actually <clears> think <throat> it does take a lot of effort because it doesn't come naturally to a lot of us, right? Like, even for me, like, a lot of. We're still not doing a lot of the good stuff that I have in my mind. It does because you're executing your core business. And it's like this whole other thing, right? Right. I think that's where you start bringing in designers and developers and like infrastructure. Mm-hmm. To, like maybe maybe it's even calendar alerts. Like you don't have to spend a lot of money. Like doesn't like every yes. yeah, Google probably I has. Ca- right. I, yeah. I use mail, so yeah. you know calendar alerts. Like why can't you when you book a gig, like when the contract signed as procedure, you go right. four right. and a half weeks after Correct. to the day yeah. Google alert call the Smiths. Yeah. Oh, and, and, Send the Smiths a box of yep. chocolate. And to put or it what about, context, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, to put it in context, context it doesn't, uh, what I'm saying is it doesn't, what I'm saying it doesn't take a lot of effort. It takes a lot of effort to get it started, but once it becomes part of the process, I agree. that's not part that's And how about this? Effort. What if you're successful in a certain general area and you go to the local chocolate store that just opened up and said, hey, listen, 
I mean, I'm talking get real scrappy again. Not Why a not? Go not to the, the fluff. That's not. right. Don't I don't want to go. I don't want money out of your pocket. Go to the chocolate store and be like, listen, I'm the most successful freaking DJ in this town. I do a lot of events. I like to do surprise things. Give me a box of chocolates and I'll send it to them and it's gonna have your business card on there. Mm-hmm. It's gonna cost you 20 bucks. You have no access to people. I'm doing 7,000, 10,000, $2,500 events. It's the kind of people you want, right? They paid mm-hmm. for this kind of thing because a lot of people can just play the fucking iTunes mm-hmm. if they can't right. afford it. Right. So mm-hmm. if you're gourmet chocolate or you're gourmet flowers and now you're walking in, you're teaming up with three or four other businesses, it's not even coming out of your pocket. Awesome. I mean, yeah, that's just being scrappy. It is, it is awesome. It's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Jason's completely changed his business model for 2011. And you know what's so funny? You know what the best part is? It's definitely going to work. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, I mean, people, I mean, it's a big deal. You say it, mom and pop. We've left Costco and all that other big, yeah, big, big stores. Where we're going, over, man. Right? Yeah. People want emotion. People work-life balance. I look at my brother's generation. These kids don't want to work as hard as I do. They want to feel warm and fuzzy. They They're want, entitled. Listen, America's yeah. soft. Yeah. America's yes. soft. Yes. And so guess what? Play the soft cards. Yeah. I mean, listen, we're soft. I mean, you know, that's why, you know, that's why when I take the stage and go hard, I get such fanfare because whoever's left that wants to go hard <laughs> loves it. Right? I, like, love yeah, the, I love right. when someone walks out and you say, hey, thanks for coming. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> as we wrap up, yeah, we get this, or I get this especially. Now, I got Pine Belt Nissan as a consulting company for doing the social media stuff through you. Oh, that's uh, great. Um, when they say, just give me a minute, a minute yeah. on it, when someone says, I don't have time. You know, listen, I, I you know, I... <laughs> I know, it yeah. could be an hour. Just a minute. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, listen, I, I just don't understand how the end user isn't the game. Like, you don't have time for the people that spend the money? To pay your I bills, mean, yep. I mean, it, how do you not have time? Now, they may think that they don't have time to spec, right? This is a whole, you know, this is where That's I get different. in trouble in the design world. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of design I'm looking, world, at, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, like I, I did spec work for my book cover, right? Yep. And I got yelled at. And everybody's like, spec work in the design world is, you know, you know, it's but like. But the one thing you didn't do that everybody does do, and I give you credit for, is you did spec, but you did it to your community. Who yes, knows I you, did. Which, yes. which, which a lot of people don't do. And then I kind of put everybody, I put everybody in there and kind of, you know, I put everybody in my book, yes. full color, and people don't know the real story. Oh, you definitely this. put everybody in the book. I, there are some that are very interesting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> LSD, LSD and shrooms. I mean, there's and, things that are not good here. But I tell you, I tweeted every single person in here. Yeah, I love and that. I t- and I said hello have, to them. Have you we, created uh, some relationships? Yeah, I've talked love to all. You're smart, you get it. So, I, here's what I think. Social media is communication. You, that's like saying you don't have time to market. Like, you don't have time to, you know, to a car dealership, that, that's like saying you don't have time to make a billboard, right. you don't have time to send out direct mail, you don't have time to create a radio commercial. This is advertising. This is the way advertising is gonna be because your radio commercial, not listened to as much because we're listening to our iPods in the car. Right. Your billboard, we're not looking at the road, we're looking at our phones when we drive, right? We're not checking... When's the last time you opened a coupon book, direct mail? I mean, <laughs> I, direct mail. I, I, I do it every. Insanity. I do it every single time, and I contact them about social media. Because <laughs> you're smart, you're being clever. Well, go ahead. Last one. This Prime Belt Nissan guy. Just yes. so you know, they are on WFAN. They do all the commercials. Got it. They're probably going to pull half of them down because they're doing videos every day of every client that buys a car, and they're posting it on Facebook and everything, and they're spending half oh, the money smart. twice awesome. the time. So I set them up with that, and I love that they're doing that. Good for them. They're not, you know, it's not high-end quality. Now, the next thing that really works right away for them to understand an ROI that you might want to spend some yeah, time yeah. on, email every journalist from nj.com right. and, like, get them some press because the first ROI of social media when somebody does something creative is 100% earned media. Yeah. Where are they? In Bergen? Uh, well, 
Well, the one that's in Keyport by me, but there's a couple of them. There's Tom's Red so like, and a couple yeah, others. So, like, you know, go and, like, I would contact the, uh, what's Mama's? Asbury Park, Park Press. Yeah. Thank you, exactly. You know, the Asbury Park Press needs to know about what's going on. All of a sudden, they get an article in the business section. Then they, they you're like, oh, now I get why we do this. Yeah. We never would have got an article about our ad in WFAN. Okay. While social media is interesting, anything interesting like that, yep. follow it up with, I mean, we're thinking about at VaynerMedia hiring a full-time PR person to just work the PR angle for anything creative we do for our oh, clients. Oh, I hate that process That's for great. that PR person to go through you. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you really you. much. Very much. Appreciate it.